You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. It's a time and a season to be obedient to the Word of God more than ever before. Obedient to the Word of God. Amen. I've been having so many conversations and discussions with people about the church. What is the church? Who is the church? So it was just something in my heart that I really just wanted to minister on why church. We've been in lockdown. We had to go to virtual services, not being allowed to gather together. Why church? Why is the church under so much of an attack. You know, the two most important days in your life is number one, the day you got born, and number two, the day you discovered why you were born. When you start to understand that purpose, it helps you to fulfill your destiny. From the beginning, God wanted you to be born into a family. Under normal circumstances, When anybody is born, they are born into a family. To have brothers, to have sisters, we're just stronger together. We do life better together. Together we can do more, we can pray more. We can give more, we can help more when we work together. Amen. Why are you born? Why are you here? Number one, to give glory to God. But you have a God assignment here on earth. Great endeavors, things that God has planned for you so that you can fulfill your purpose, your destiny. Matthew 6 verse 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. We have to seek the kingdom of God. You can sit in a church and not be part of the kingdom of God. But you cannot be part of the kingdom of God and not be in a church. You can sit in a church and not be part of the kingdom of God. But you cannot be part of the kingdom of God and not be in a church. When we look at Scripture... In the Gospels, church is only mentioned twice, the Gospels. And both times, it's Jesus Christ himself speaking, giving advice. So many people today are saying, well, we are the church. Yes, we are the church. So many people say, I can experience church, be part of the church, but I don't have to be in a church. Well, I want us to look at Scripture Because sometimes people will say God is love, but God is not just love. God is also peace. God is also righteousness. God is also justice. Amen? So the two times the church is mentioned in the Gospels is in the book of Matthew, Jesus speaking. And he's referring to the universal church, the global church, and he's talking about the local expression of the church. Matthew 16, 18, you know it. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Jesus himself is busy building 
His church, working in us, through us, with us. Then in Matthew 18, 17, Jesus said, tell it to the church. He's talking about the local expression. It's important for us to understand that, that there's a spiritual Jerusalem and there's a natural Jerusalem. He's busy building both of them. You cannot just be part of the, the spiritual part. Amen? We need each other. When I'm going through a tough time, I don't need a spiritual hug. I need a real hug. Pastor, it's going to be okay. You're going to make it. Amen? Do you have moments like that? So let's look at it. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 22. But you've come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an unnumberable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. So the firstborn who was registered in heaven was Jesus Christ himself because he was the first person that was born again. The first person who was made alive by the Holy Spirit. Remember, he who knew no sin became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So Christ became our sin, went to hell. The Holy Spirit went into hell, sanctified him, justified him, and raised him from the dead. Amen? to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks of better things than that of Abel. If you're going to be part of the universal church, you have to commit in a local congregation. Because I need you like you need me. People today want to be part just of the church in general. And especially in this COVID time where people have not been coming to church. That habit, that commitment has been growing colder and colder and colder. We have to align ourselves with the Word of God. We need a revelation from the Word of God that I need you like you need me. The church is something that you are born into, like you are born into a family. You are born into the church. For many people, the church is organization, but the church is an organism. It's alive. Every member finding its rightful place. Jesus Christ is the head. Jesus Christ is the foundation. And we are building upon that foundation. It's very important to understand that. I think the one thing that I've realized once I became born again, I'm not just called to be involved in activities, but as a church to achieve something. And together we are better. Together we are stronger. You always look better in a team. The first thing that God has called us to do is to love Him and to love people. 
loving God, loving people. We're here to make disciples. Turn to the person next to you say, you are born into a family. Now tell them you are born into the family of God. Family, we are called to be light bearers. To let our lights shine. When I look at Scripture, everything that God does is in and through the church. That's how He operates, in and through the church. Busy building His church, His bride, His most precious. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's not a plan B. The way that God wants to do it is in and through the church. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians 4 verse 15. I'm going to read a lot of scripture today. We have to be ready as the church. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things unto him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. It's when every member finds its rightful place in the body, the body starts to edify itself in love. When you walk into a church, when it's an organization, you won't experience a lot of love. But when it's a family, you'll experience that love. Amen? To be planted in the house of the Lord has great value. The Bible says the righteous will flourish. They will be like a palm tree. Do you know a palm tree can handle any storm? Hurricanes, tornadoes, whatever. It will handle it. But you have to be planted in a church. The book of Psalm 92 says that they will flourish. Those that are planted. One thing that I've discovered from Scripture is that God is not in the pot plant business. Pot plants can become beautiful plants. You can move them in the sun. You can move them in the shade. You can move them in the rain. But when you plant them in a garden, those roots start to grow downward, get strong. Even when there's storms, they will survive. I can tell you now the church has been such a blessing in this time of COVID just to help, to support when you see some of those videos, those palm trees are bent down like this. It feels like they're going to break. Have you been in a season where it's, it felt like you were going to break? It's been a tough season, but together we are stronger. The truth is only when you are planted is when you can bear fruit. When you are planted, you can be fertilized. You can give, get fertilizer, water can make sure that everything around you, little worms, little things. I mean, we had to treat all the roses in the garden here by the church. Things that people don't even see just to protect them. In the same way, we are here to protect each other. I think the one thing that I've realized just in this time, even with our garden here at church, is that 
a plant cannot be planted in a pot and in a garden at the same time. A decision has to be made. Are you going to be a pot plant? Or are you going to be planted in a garden? Amen. Cheryl will tell us all about that. She's been busy in the garden the whole time. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, be planted. When you are planted in a church, there's so much protection. It's like being in a family. Things that we sometimes take for granted. Protection, care, love, help, guidance. God is busy building His church. The book of Acts chapter 2, just go there quickly. I'm going to read it for you. Acts chapter 2 verse 47, praising God and having favor with all people, the Lord added to the church. When you're in a church, there will be growth. It's our responsibility to reach out to people to be part of the church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Here we can see that even when hell comes against us, the church is a safe place for us to get through that time and that season. I need you like you need me. Turn to the person next to you and say, I need you like you need me. When we have a destiny that needs to be fulfilled, we need the church. We need to be discipled. We need to be trained. Like that tree needs to be planted, that tree will get water, that tree will be nourished. In the same way, you need to be discipled. Today, we live in an instant generation that just wants to go out and do things, but we've never even been discipled. We have one word, and we think, okay, great, I can just go and do it. If, if I have a word that I'm going to be a doctor, a surgeon, who of you will allow me to operate on you just having the word? Nobody. But this is what we sometimes do. Somebody's got a word, but they've never even been discipled, they've never even been trained in any of that. To Timothy says, we've been saved and we've been called. So when God has saved us, he starts working on that calling. Because we need the revelation from the Holy Spirit. You have to be trained in your calling. So that you can go out and preach, that you can do what you have to do wherever you find yourself in the marketplace. Not everybody can stand you on the pulpit, but in the marketplace, you need to be equipped so that you can use your boardroom as your pulpit to minister to people there. Or wherever you're busy working in the marketplace, use that to reach out to people. Amen. I can have the most explosive, most accurate rocket in the world, but to fire it, I need a launch pad. The A380 is one of the largest aircraft that can carry the most people. But even for that aircraft to get into the air, most airports had to extend their landing strips. So the bigger your calling, the greater your calling. The bigger the cannon that you want to fire, the missile that you want to launch, the bigger the landing strip. You cannot be a cannon on a canoe. If you're a cannon on a canoe, you're going to flip the canoe. 
the bigger the calling, the longer the preparation. So you don't get one amen there because we live in an instant generation. I'll be honest with you, I never thought the journey and the preparation would be this long. Amen? Sometimes it's a long journey. It's a long journey. You know, when Belinda and myself got married, she was a pastor's daughter. She could lead worship. I knew God had called me. I thought, God, when can we start a church? Can we start a church when and where? When I asked God, I first asked her when, and he spoke to me, said, you have to wait 10 years. 10 years. I wanted to rebuke the devil, but I knew it was God speaking to me. I said, God, why? He said, I have to prepare you. I have to get you ready, not just myself, but us as a couple. And I think my wife was maybe more ready than me because she had grown up in ministry. But I had to go through that preparation. And it was a tough season. If you know God wants to do things in your life, sometimes you pray prayers where you say, Lord, shorten the time for me to fulfill my purpose. Have you ever prayed a prayer like that? It's a very stupid prayer to pray. Just want to put it out there. Because if you have to be formed to become a shining diamond, you've actually prayed, Lord, put more pressure on me to become what I should be. So sometimes we say, Lord, hasten the time. That means God has to do more things in your life much quicker. When you're going through that time of preparation, it's always easier when you find yourself in the body of Christ. Well, I have somebody that's next to me prepared to help me. Once you've been discipled, God will say, okay, now you can go. Guess what? I had to wait 10 years. A matter of fact, I discovered that God actually did a lot of things in my life in cycles of 10 years. Turn to the person next to you and say, let's pray for the pastor. A family is there to help us through times and seasons. Sometimes your child is 14 and they want to start driving with a car. You can tell them it's not the time and the season for that. In our preparation, we have to wait and do it the right way. Can I show you from Scripture what is the right way according to the Word of God? Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 13. As I see the day approaching, I think there's a need for us to align ourselves more and more with the Word of God. Acts 13 verse 1. Now in the church, just underline that, in the church. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. 
Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them out. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they arrived in Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. They also had John as their assistant. Can you see two believers are better than one? Here's the model. When they were together, they were together. They got saved, they got trained, they got released. They got saved, they got trained, they got released. Oftentimes people get saved, they get this word, and they just want to go, but they've not been trained. Can you see in this environment, it's in a church environment where Paul and Barnabas knew the people in the church, but the people in the church also knew them. There was relationship, mutual trust, mutual commitment, mutual sacrifice. If you read there, you'll see the first name mentioned is Barnabas. Can you see that? Barnabas is the first name. Prophets and teachers, Barnabas. The last name mentioned is Saul. The last name mentioned is Saul. When they were sent out, it was Barnabas and Saul who went out. Right through the book of Acts, you'll read, you'll see it's Barnabas and Saul. Barnabas and Saul. Then there's a time where it changed. That John that went with them, it's John Mark, on a certain assignment, Barnabas got offended with Saul. Barnabas got offended with Saul. They got so angry the Bible says it was the fight of fights. It said, I'm over, it's done, I'm going. Have you ever been that angry? In the church? With a disciple, a brother or a sister? <laughs> Turn to the person next to you say, it's growing pains. Tell them again, say, it's growing pains. Family, this is one of the three things that we need to rectify in the church. This is why the body of Christ has become weak, because members have not found their rightful place, or when they were functioning in the rightful place, the enemy came with offense and dislocated their arm, got them out of joint, and now they're not functioning the way that they should function. And we as the church should rectify that. Nobody is perfect. Amen? Men, at their very best, are just men. And they will fail you, but God will never fail you. Turn to the person next to you and say, Men, at their very best, are just men. And they will fail you, but God will never fail you. That's why we need the Spirit of God upon us. We need the help of the Holy Spirit in everything that we do. Go back to Hebrews 12 quickly. Remember, we were reading from verse 22. This assembly, this, this, this spiritual Jerusalem, 
But before that, we can see here in verse 14, or let me read from verse 12. Therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed. Can you see he's referring here to the body of Christ? He's referring to a body. Strengthen the hands where people's arms feel dislocated. Verse 14, pursue peace with all people. The church is not here to preach condemnation, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Matthew 5 teaches us those with a pure heart, they will see God. If we want to see more of God, we have to protect our hearts. Turn to the person next to you and say, protect your heart. Verse 15, looking carefully. Do you know what that means? I have to look out for you. You have to look out for me. I'm my brother's keeper. I have to look out for you. Looking carefully. Lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicate or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterwards, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. Family, people will say things about you. The Bible teaches us, if people are defiling you, saying things about you, that is not the truth. The cause of that is a root of bitterness. Don't step into that trap when they defile you that you start defiling them. Let's pursue peace with all people. It warns us. If we keep that in our hearts, we can fall short of the grace of God. It's one of two scriptures in the Bible that I've ever found that says that you can fall short of the grace of God. Be careful because of that bitterness. Because of that bitterness, offense with a brother, I'm dislocating this finger. I'm hurting this joint. As Christ has forgiven, let us forgive. Amen? Turn to the person that you say you can make a difference. I need your gifts. I need your talents. I need your skills. Your strengths becoming my strengths. This is the beauty of the body of Christ. I need you like you need me. To be unselfish, unspoiled. Can you see how much we need God? Generous and kind to each other. What have you done today to put a smile on somebody's face? Not just a smile, a quality smile. We need that generous love of God to make a difference. 
when people see the love that we have for one another, they'll say, those are the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. To make somebody smile in their heart and be so happy. Find a need and fill it. Go find a hurt and heal it. Find a need and meet that need. Go find a hurt and heal it. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. That's the purpose of the church. Not fighting, helping. The message translation says in Proverbs 15 verse 4, Kind words heal and help. Cutting words wound and maim. The Passion says, when you speak healing words, you offer others fruit from the tree of life. But unhealthy negative words do nothing but crush their hopes. Let me tell you something. When the world sees a church that brings healing, they'll say, I want to be a part of it. I want to be planted in that church. Because the church is the reservoir of God's power. Are we going to make mistakes? Are we going to disappoint people? Yes. Man at their very best can only be man. It's going to disappoint you. But we're not looking to man. We're looking to Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. That's what it's all about. Finding your rightful place so that the body can start to build itself up in love. Go with me again to Ephesians 2. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. He's speaking to them all. Speaking, in, speaking to the local church here. You're a living stone. When you say Jesus Christ has become my foundation, there should be a desire to say as a living stone, I want to be built upon that foundation. Knowing that Jesus Christ is the head and Jesus Christ is the foundation. He's the beginning and he's the end. He's the alpha and he's the omega. This is what it's all about. Let me tell you something, Ephesians, where it talks about every person finding its rightful place and the body building itself up with that love that's in Christ Jesus. Very few pastors have seen it. But when we create a culture of loving God and loving people, people would want to be a part of that. I love being in church. David said, one thing I've desired of the Lord, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, to behold his beauty and to inquire in his temple. It is easy to just serve God on your own. I mean, I've many times just thought it would be much easier just to be in nature on a farm. Jesus, I love you and I know you love me. But we are called to something much greater than that. Amen? Because... We are living stones. I need you next to me 
God building us together, that mortar between us. You know, when we get hurt, when we get disappointed, when what we are building with between us is not love, the mortar is most of the time love. And that's how God is building us together, different bricks. Loving you, you loving me, we loving God. Amen. Turn to the person next to you say, I need you like you need me. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 9 says, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field and you are God's building. You are God's field and you are God's building. Hebrews teaches us that we should consider each other. I should feel what you are feeling and you should feel what I'm feeling. Consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. And he says, do not neglect your gathering together as is the manner of some, even as you see the day approaching. Is the day of Jesus coming back closer than ever before? Yes. He says, in those last days, you'll see people will stop gathering together, but I want to encourage you not to do it. Stay connected. Be a part of the body of Christ. I have to take you into consideration. Right now, we're living where it's just, it's just about me. It's just about me. My mask, am I okay? Even friends now can be your enemy. We need each other. What would happen if God isolated himself from us? We wouldn't be here. We should not isolate ourselves from each other. A matter of fact, Proverbs 18 says, a man that isolates himself seeks his own desire and he rages against all wise judgment. If God isolated himself from us, where would we be today? Every house has a boulder and God is that boulder. Jesus is our foundation. Jesus is the head of the body and he's busy building his church. Can I tell you something? When people are involved in a church, they grow spiritually much, much quicker. When people are involved in a church serving, they don't have time for lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. They don't have time for that because you're busy with God's things. You're busy with your God assignment. Sometimes it's, it's not that easy to, or it's easy not to be involved, but it takes some time and effort to say, I'm going to consider you. How can I help you? How can I make the load lighter for you? There are certain loads that you can carry on your own, but there's others that you cannot carry on your own. There we need each other. I need you like you need me. I think we do life better when we're together. We do life better together. Together, we are stronger. Together, we can help more. Together, we can build more. Together, we can give more. Together, we're just stronger. God is busy building His church. And He said, the gates of hell will not prevail. I'm going to close in conclusion. I want to read Ephesians 4 verse 10. I'm reading from the message. And the one who climbed down is the one who climbed back up to the highest heaven, and he handed out gifts above and below, filled heaven with his gifts, filled earth with his gifts. He handed out gifts of apostles, prophet, evangelist, and pastor teacher to train Christians in skilled servant work, working within Christ's body, the church. 
What is your skill? What is your gift? Are you using it to advance the kingdom of God? Are you using it to strengthen the body of Christ? Until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other, efficient and graceful in response to God's Son, fully mature adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. We are different but equally valued and valuable. If I had to take a guess, how long does it take to find your rhythm in a church? Probably as long as it will take you to find your rhythm in a marriage. 85 years. Amen. <laughs> so don't give up. Amen. We are called to work together. We are called to, to be each other's strength. It's all about the body of Christ. It's all about Jesus Christ, giving him the glory, giving him all the honor. Whatever God is doing in us and through us, it's for the glory of God. We are called to be his sons. We are called to be his daughters. He has called us to be part of a family. Let us make the decision to find our rightful place. Go find somebody that's hurting and heal that hurt. Go look for that need and meet that need. Let people experience the love that Christ has poured out in our hearts so that we can do more together. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.